Nations, how are you all doing? Thank you for tuning in for another episode of Unfunk Yourself with me, Lindsay Garvey-Jones, a place where you can unfunk, talk freely and reset. Now, I have been so excited to share this episode with all of you after falling head over heels in love with this brand, the way in which they've engaged with their audience, their customers, and have very much immersed themselves into the world of startups, becoming entrepreneurs, and going on to support other small businesses. Now, this is a story very much about resilience, community and overcoming and it gives me enormous pleasure to introduce you to the power behind Benji's shop, Ben and Jamie. How are you both? Good afternoon. We're very well, how are you? That was an absolute stellar introduction. (laughs) I hope so, I think it kind of gave you everything that you you two deserve. Um, Now, now tell me, you've had a new addition to your family. Yes. Tell me a little bit about your new addition. We have recently, she's a week, we've had her for a week today, and we've got a little French bulldog girl called Winnie, who is fast asleep in our arms, absolutely unaware of what's going on. But <laughs> if you hear any snoring, please just ignore it. <laughs> Do you know what, listeners, if you hear a little snuffle or a little (laughs) snore, it's the week's old puppies. Um, How old is she now? How old is Winnie now? Nine weeks today. Yes. Oh, gosh. She is absolutely beautiful. I saw her yesterday when I was having a bit of a pre-podcast chat with the the guys, and her colouring is just amazing. She's like a grey chocolate, isn't she? She's like a very, oh, she's gorgeous. She's wonderful. Now, first of all, thank you so much for giving up one of your most precious commodities, which is your time to spend with us, our listeners, and here at Unfunky Self. Now, to kickstart in super Unfunky Self style, would you just share with everybody what Benji's is? What can people find at Benji's? Absolutely. So Benji's ultimately is, uh, we kind of see it as a hub for small brands, small businesses, um, finishing touches for around home and like everything that would come in between that. So it's kind of a, a little community of, of brands that we love and brands that other people love and trust that that are more so than often run by, you know, just one or two people behind the screen. So we um, have always rented our apartments and it's really quite difficult to make a white box a home. So it's kind of making those like finishing touches, you know, those throws that you can put on a on a sofa or those photo frames of your loved ones or your favourite mug. We love one of those. So, you know, just those small touches that make a house into a home. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I am a, I'm absolutely blown away by some of the products that you that you have on there. And I am I'm saying I'm guilty. I shouldn't say that I'm guilty of purchasing. I absolutely pour myself into looking on your website and seeing what I want. So every time I get paid, I'm like, I'm going to get a little bit of this and a little bit of that. That they're really divine products. They really are. Mm-hmm. Um Who's got the Who's got the eye? Who's responsible for the purchasing? I'm really. We both do that, but I think we both bring different aspects. So yes. Jamie spent a lot of his life in Norway, so that kind of like Scandinavian vibe, like quite neutral, is a lot of Jamie. And then I just like anything that's a bit wacky. So if it's colourful and a fish-shaped vase or a cushion with a face on it. Anything like that. I like yeah. that sort of thing. So we've got a really kind of amalgamation of both both of us. That's kind of the word I was looking for, actually. Mm. It's such an um, I can't even say it. <laughs> amalgamation yeah. of two different styles and worlds that have come together, yeah. really. 
That's rather fantastic. You didn't tell me this yesterday. I'm really interested. So you spent quite a lot of time in Norway. Yes. So do you speak a little bit of Norwegian? I, I, just, just, just a tiny bit. <laughs> just to get you by. Really um, yeah. That's really interesting. It's kind of influenced a lot of um, a lot of my style and my aesthetics. So when me and Benjamin moved in together, I kind of pictured a, a gorgeous minimal clean white apartment and then there's Ben with loads of pop art <laughs> and, and colour <laughs> and vibrancy so that yeah but then it became our home it yeah. was those little bits absolutely now listen I am a firm believer in that whatever happens in life at for you at you is for a reason and what's meant for you definitely won't go by you now 12 months ago more or less, your world completely changed and Benji's was just becoming a reality. So will you take us on that journey, if you will, on how Benji's was born? Tell us how that all started. Yeah, of course. I mean, I think everyone's world was changed so much. Um, you know, we thought it was going to be a three-week pandemic and here we are still to this day. Um, but we both worked in hospitality um, in Manchester. Jamie is a, a waiter and myself as a bartender. And we, all the bars were shut. And then we was on furlough. We went and stayed at my parents. And the thing is, so we we isolated at Ben's parents mm -hmm. and they live in this lovely old barn full of character, full of life. And we were surrounded by so many... Um, little bits. So many little bits, mm -hmm. so many ornaments that had a story to tell. And it kind of really ran yeah. from from there because we, we'd come from something so different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'd come from, like I said, our white box that we had with our own little bits from our holidays and stuff, tried to make our own. But then my mum's got a, a lifetime of, you know, things from when we were kids and um, photos from holidays and everything. So it, it really felt homely. So we would, we ended up being there for, I think my mum counted 102 days on her calendar. She did keep check until we went back. Yeah. And then um, I went back to work for <laughs> weeks and then you were unfortunately made redundant, weren't you? But it was during those uh, ever so lovingly counted 102 <laughs> days that we... We, we realised that, you know, we were doing something so not wrong, but we were we felt like we were kind of missing out on having all of these little bits. Mm. So we thought, well, why not kind of put these all together? On one place. In one place where we can get them. And then it kind of became close family members saying, well, I want this too. Oh, my friends would like one of these too. Mm. And it, it really rolled it from did, there. It did snowball a little bit from there. Mm. So then, then I think it was July 7th when we actually launched our website. And um, we had like a good couple of days sales. We were really taken aback because it was just people that we knew. It was friends and family showing support. It was only when it started being like names like yourself, Lindsay, that we had never seen before. And then when those names started popping up and we were like, oh, we're actually reaching other people and other people aren't just supporting Ben and Jamie. They are wanting to buy from Benji's, which yeah. is a little bit different. Yeah, that was very, very new. So how did you manage to curate your stock? Because for me... The what we were chatting about yesterday was that quintessential, right, I've got 50 quid in my back pocket. I'm going to go and get my stock. You sell your stock and then you you spend your money, you get more stock. How did you start to source suppliers? What was the journey on that? Was What was important to you? Was it ethics? Was it local? Was it quality on that? Was it a, a kind of combination of everything? It was definitely, it, it was a mix of everything, to be honest. It was a lot of late nights spent at the desk, you know, really trying to find um, a lot of UK sourced suppliers, um, high quality, because we 
kind of when we started our, our business, our price bracket was a little different to what it is now. It was a lot lower in price. And we really didn't want people to feel that they were paying low price for low quality. Mm. So the, the focus for us really was quality. We wanted quite, you know, high quality products that, that were nice and kind of really we identified with. So. And then we've had a lot of um, responses from customers that have said, I didn't expect the quality of, say, this blanket or this throw for the price it was charging. And I just thought, we well, can find a lot of our products on other websites and we, we completely appreciate that. We use suppliers that a lot of people use. Um, but we don't charge an extortion mm-hmm. amount by any means. And it was a lot of trial and error. We was finding some like gorgeous cement planters uh, with stars on, with hearts on, with all sorts. Um, cement is actually quite delicate when you're posting it. So we had a few broken orders being like delivered. So And then it was more expensive to post it. So it was learning about postage. Yeah. So it was a lot of trial and error. And when you've got £50 spare and you thought, right, let's, let's give this a go. But then £7 of that is on the website. And then... £12 of that is then on packaging. So then you've got even less and you've got to really try and hope and believe in the products that you have that people will also want them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it seems that people are wanting them because, you know, I'm seeing things just developing. Your range is developing. You've always got something new. And one thing that I love and adore about the way that you've created this culture and this brand is the way that you engage with your customers because you you want to expand. So you ask your customers, do you like this? Yes or no? What would you like to see more of? So it's kind of expanded that way. And I know that you spoke yesterday as well about that this movement of startups in, in 2020 has kind of created a bit of a community within you. Tell us a little bit more about how you're managing to support other businesses as well. Well, when we first set out, it wasn't to kind of support a small business. It was just being a small business. And then, especially with Christmas, we didn't get to see our loved ones. Um, We've still got some Christmas presents upstairs that we're waiting to give to people that we've not seen yet. So, um, but it was kind of just us starting as a small business and other people wanting to shop local, you know, shop small. Amazon's fantastic because you can get it for the next day. And unfortunately, that's not kind of a service that we can offer. But if you do order from us, it is then a personalized message. It is an open communication to talk to about things. When's this going to be back in stock? Do you want more of this? But then Benji's has developed into stocking other businesses, helping other small businesses. We've had um, dried flowers from Belgium, from a little florist there that we've called Muno that we've built up a great relationship with there's moonshine candles over in scotland which are hand poured with pressed flowers so we're really starting to develop a little bit of a community where we're all supporting each other and all like teaching each other because we don't know how to set up a website we don't know everything about a small business so helping each other has really helped create this community which we we use as a crutch to help our business definitely and i think going back to what you you mentioned previously about you know how do we fine tune our stock and how do we always keep our stock so kind of fresh well when we when we realize the the importance of the like small business train if you will we kind of then thought well rather than trying to scour the internet and the the world for 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 new products from perhaps companies that we'd not heard from before why don't we engage with some brands that have engaged with us? So then it was a, we will drop brand A, B and send a message and see if they want to be part of this movement. And now you can find some of them on our website. So Quite a few of them. We've stuck over 15 small businesses now and it's just kind of opening your doors. We can 
message them or they can message us and then it's an open conversation what do you think and then a lot of them are like we'll make something custom for benji's which is in the pipe work pipeline sorry which we'll not say too much about but um we can you know you can have that conversation with other other business owners and create something together it's just fantastic it's so majestic what you've managed to create in in kind of 12 months and i want to ask you about your mindset kind of where did that go because it went from being on furlough and then having to come up with some idea of how you were going to support yourself whilst following a bit of a dream and a hobby that you did have where did your mindset go was it a very conscious thing or was it something that you had to build on because like you said you didn't know how to build a website you've never owned your own business before what took you there it was, I mean, it, it's kind of, when you ask what, what took us there, I think we've still perhaps not got there yet because mm-hmm. it is such a journey. But what I will say is, and I'm sure Ben won't mind saying, is that when it comes down to the wire, our kind of personalities, whilst they're similar, are very different. So an idea for Ben might create, you know, a, a massive hype and a lot of excitement. And, and, and sometimes ideas can naturally flourish, whereas with me sometimes my response is to just kind of not shut an idea down but just kind of take time to to weigh it out assess it mm. so kind of those two yeah. ideas together is something that we had to balance mm. as well as what you mentioned before about having to navigate building a website creating a community all the ins and outs that come with it so what i was kind of trying to get at is that that's something that is still gelling together mm-hmm. and we're still kind of trying to really mold that but it's it, it, it works and it, it's something that keeps it quite mm-hmm. exciting I think I in my, by character I am quite sporadic and I can go off on a tangent as I'm sure you've realized um but then Jake is a sensible <laughs> one that can kind of bring me back so I go I want to open a shop and he's like really is this the time but it was actually out of necessity I was on furlough at the time you was uh, redundant and Manchester living wasn't very cheap and we couldn't afford our apartment. So it was either kind of we move out and have to move in with family or we do something on, on a punt, really, and hope it works. So that's kind of what brought, like, gave birth to the whole idea is out of necessity that, you know, we need we need this. Yeah. And I'm just glad it's really worked. We have since moved out because it's so expensive. But, you know, I mean, it's, <laughs> it was out of necessity more than anything. And it sounds like you two have the most wonderful partnership because you very much operate on a bit of a yin and a yang is what I'm hearing. And I know that, you know, it's not always been a bed of roses. You know, it's not always been hearts and flowers and rainbows. And that there has been some worries. There has been some niggles. What have you felt about that over the last 12 months? How have you helped each other? I mean, like you said, it's never sunshine and rainbows. Instagram and social media is great for looking like that. You don't see them. When money is involved, worries worries arrive. And it hasn't been sunshine and rainbows, but we have genuinely really supported each other. And again, that community has supported us because we don't know what we're doing. Mm. We're still learning every day. So it does affect it does affect your mental health, but then having your partner and then working all, to get, all day together and then cooking dinner together and then settling down together. So, I mean, but 
it has kept it interesting. It's yeah. never never been a dull day. There's always something to be considered <laughs> talking about. The the thing that I really didn't want to do in this in lockdown was to be bored or f- find it as a waste of time. I always need to kind of be doing something. Yeah. So to have this project that has yeah. grown and grown and grown, it's always had a new challenge every day, and it has kept it interesting. Yeah, yeah, and I I absolutely agree with that, and I think kind of touching on on what you asked as well, Lindsay, I think um, the whole situation that we found ourselves in, um, it had to allow for a whole new type of conversation because, you know, me and Ben, we've been in a relationship now for three years, but in those three years, we'd never really been in this this place before. So it had to allow for, you know, for new discussions and we had to be comfortable with that because we didn't really have a choice but I'm very glad that that we did because we now know that if we ever come to that bridge we know we can cross it just Mm. with a couple of conversations so it was kind of a oh sorry go on I know I'll go no it's all right please go ahead (laughs) (laughs) Um, it was one of those I'm thinking of doing this what do you think and it was a bit like erring on the side of caution like this is a risk but I was like the only other option is to move home so it's we might as well try this and although you are very sensible you said well if we are going to do this let's do this properly and it wasn't just me going well I want to stop this mug it was well why don't we do two of those mugs that are a bit cheaper and then there's an option and it was that kind of discussion which then developed into what we have now which is obviously a lot lot, lot larger range which we're really pleased with but it did start off as a couple key rings a mug and a a prayer really. Yeah I I get that and I think this is testament you talk about the the relationship that you both share and, and obviously those conversations that you've never had to have before you're now having to have and it's in a in a world of of your close relationship so it's a bit of negotiation it's a bit of compromise mm-hmm. and it's testament to the maturity that you two have and the determination of the ambition of the vision and i think you know that's to be absolutely applauded in in the risk that you both took so how do you make time for each other? Do you separate the business and say, right, we're going to have date night on a Friday or we're going to go out for a walk now? You need to get some headspace. So when we first started, it was if anyone sent any message, we would be replying straight away. We want to have that open communication because as a small business, we were able to do that. Um, we've now moved into a little bit of a larger place, which is a lot cheaper, which, you know, best of both worlds. So we've now got a stock room. We used to have stock in our bedroom, in the living room, in the bathroom. In the bathroom. It was oh, everywhere. Yeah. Whereas now we can shut that door when we aren't working and it is then we're done for the day. And we'll still reply to messages, we'll still reply to emails, but then it is kind of we then have that separate headspace, we'll then cook dinner, we then might walk the dog, like that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's very important to have some alone time away from the business just to help you two grow along with your business side by side. So fantastic. It's testament to you. Now tell me what you know now that you wish you knew 12 months ago when you first set Benji's up. Is there any kind of alarming thing that you think, oh my gosh, I wish I'd have known that, I'd have done that differently or a bit bigger or um this probably isn't the most exciting <laughs> revelation but i'm gonna say it because it's it's come it. to my mind Do it. absolutely i cannot stress enough how important it is to maintain a clear level of organization mm-hmm. so when we first started the business there was a lot of paperwork a lot of admin but yeah 
that was also going on in the midst of a million stock deliveries a week, a million visits to the post office, mm. this, that, the other, and kind of the organization really got lost. And that is something that, you know, we needed to fall back on maybe a few times a week when we needed to pull out a reference or an important mm. email. And because we'd not really taken the time to, to mm. sit and plan out and just kind of organize things mm. carefully, it, 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 we kind of shot mm. ourselves in the foot with that a bit. So yeah, again, not the most exciting piece of news ever, but it really mm. was important for us to know that. Something that I think that you should remember, it should, which we learned, sorry, is that um, to use that community and to talk to other people because Jamie would be standing in the post office queue come wind, rain and snow to post orders. Whereas you speak to a few people and there are courier services that will come and collect your orders <laughs> for you. And you, you must have spent hours there. And then and then even after that, there was drop and go, which is a lot easier. You just literally leave it at the post office and they sort it. So it's small things to make your life easier that you have no idea exist until you need them. And then or someone tells you about it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, these are all great pieces of advice that for anybody that's wanting to take that risk and jump into the world of startups you know is to have that organization you know it's almost having a bit of a flow one two three four five six you know but you do it holistically to start with and that's fantastic good for you you didn't arrive to being here today without the influence of people who were your mm -hmm. drivers and your influences? Who put the resilience inside you? Well, we've had a lot of support from my side of the family. Um, we had uh, Kathy Burt, the comedian, um, over in October. She put a tweet out saying, um, "I want." it was about half eight in the morning, saying, I want to help small businesses. Comment your small business and we will. I will share it. And she's got about 250,000 followers. And one of um, Jamie's friends messaged him and said, Kathy Burke has tweeted this, get on it. And straight away he did and posted four pictures and she shared it. And overnight we had hundreds of orders, which oh, wow. we were absolutely, we couldn't believe it. So then my poor mother, Kate, who's an eBay packing queen, um, <laughs> came and stayed on our couch for almost a week to help us pack. We were really overwhelmed really, weren't we? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. offered, we did offer her the bed, but she wasn't taking it. Um, but she came and helped us and she was an absolute superstar. She's, anytime we need a bit of help, she's really good uh, to come on that side. And Which then, I think we really, you know, not just in the practical side of, I will come and help you complete this job, but we really did need that help from somebody that had a little bit more life experience because yeah. we were so new to it. We, we really were just learning as we went along. So. I've never sold anything on eBay. When she, she all <laughs> children's clothes and all sorts, she'll sell it, sell it on instead of clothes in the house. Whereas, so she came and she taught us a lot about packing things because I was, we was going to the post office with multiple mugs or cement planters in one box and it then was very heavy which then resulted in a lot of money being paid for it so it's all those small things that helped mm -hmm. and then I mean you're resilient in a way really aren't you I mean yeah uh, yeah I, I am yeah. I am fairly resilient which I think I needed and if I didn't have that kind of skill then I might have been in this situation very differently and I might not have felt as confident in in what we were doing so it, it could have taken a completely different path if if we didn't mm. have kind of that balance of of family support yeah. and then also kind of our own resilience, mm. I guess. Yeah. Absolutely. And who influenced you, Jamie, when you were growing up? You know, what, what strong influences did you have behind you to make you who you are today? 
So when, when I was growing up, I was really surrounded by strong women. I had a lot of strong women in my life, which, you know, I look back on now and I, I'd be a completely different person without that. So my mum, and my mum was also a twin. So I was surrounded from, from day dot by this really tight, really tight little army of, of strong women that absolutely kind of knew what they wanted and knew how to get it and knew what to do. And that was kind of instilled in me. So without that, things may have been a bit differently, but definitely my mum, my mum's sister. And then within the last couple of years as well, Ben's mum, Benjamin's mum has been an absolute welcome to me. So that's really helped. Never underestimate the power of family and friends and those yes. close people around you. You know, I think it's fantastic. And um, I think it's one thing that's really important in life is those people that you surround yourself with, you know, your trust circle, etc. Mm-hmm. And I think some of what we've been discussing uh, along with the mindset and, and community and all of things like that and staying um, along that kind of thread is... Your background, Jamie, in social and the influences that you have from Brené Brown and that mindset that you've developed over that time with all of that learning, that must have put you in some good stead as well for having the complete change, the complete 360 in your lives last year. Well, I, I think so. And, and, and to be honest, I kind of think that that's what helped us find this balance that we have now because, you know, we've kind of touched on it in this in this chat previously, but whilst Ben kind of came into the the fold, you know, very um, keen and raring to go and, and excited, I think I was very much the same as well. But I kind of had this, um, I kind of had this, this whole thought process, if you will, that allowed me to kind of think about things a bit differently. So like you said before, Brene Brown, um, anything to do with, you know, mindfulness and, and awareness has been great for me. Um, I trained for for four years as a children's social worker much much before Benji's I say that I am only 26 but it feels like a lifetime ago (laughs) so I think kind of a lot of the life lessons there and life experience kind of just helped me to really settle any worries that I might I might have and you know not to not to go on about it as such but I think that there have been a lot of situations um kind of that have come from this business where Ben might have um, expressed a bit of worry about it or being really kind of panicked and startled about something and I think I've kind of I've looked at some of those situations really differently and it's not mm. to undermine the way that Ben might feel about something and it's not to undermine the way that you might panic or mm. worry but I think because I had a very different channel of life experience I kind of just take an approach to things a bit more right okay let's just take a step back let's look yeah. at this properly let's see where we can go from here because you have to, you have to. And I think if, if you can't find that approach, then you may struggle without it. You may do. Like you said before, Lindsay, it is a bit of yin and yang. I am going, I'll go off on something and then Jamie really draws it back and is like, well, let's just take this one step at a time. And it's that methodical kind of approach that will calm me down. And then, I mean, sometimes it still won't. I'll still be like, Ooh, like because yeah. it, like we've said, it isn't it something we've done before. But you will then still, regardless, apply what you have learned before and go. Well, that's fine. We will do this, and then we'll do this, and then we'll do this, and then it's like, right, okay, that's a lot easier to think about it in that kind of way. Well, like you absolutely have to. I think I, I've, you know, I as much as any person have been in situations before where you just think, 
where do I go from here? Like, yeah. what, what do I, what route do I go down? Like, I've, you know, it's, it's been really difficult. So like I, nine years ago this year, I lost my mum who, like I said to you before, she was a sole parent, but uh-huh. I had a very small network anyway. So to then lose yeah. a huge part of that was, was, Absolutely. So you can never prepare for that, but it's, it's where you go. And it's where you take it from that. And that's kind of a huge life lesson that I can just take very small parts of and apply it to, to an, mm-hmm. a, a trivial everyday situation, like, you know, something that, that might just happen day to day. And it's just a, a, a skill that if you can just take a little piece and apply it, you're fine. You're laughing. I absolutely take my hat off to you. You're so grounded for your years young and where you're at, you know, life experiences no matter what they are, they teach you so much. You get you get so much from them. So I absolutely applaud you. Take my hat off to you. Now, something incredible happened recently. How on earth did you two end up in a celebrity's book? What happened? You tell me because we <laughs> still have no idea. Um, so basically, in uh, Stacey Solomon's Tap to Tidy, uh, number one bestseller, of course, uh, she put on social media saying, if you are a small business, I have set up an email address, email me and I will help. And you said, saw it and sent her two or three emails. Definitely at least one, but probably more than five. Yeah, quite a few emails because we got nothing back. So it was like, oh, well, maybe she's got so many applicants that we will just send another one and, and another <laughs> one. Um, but then we heard nothing of it. And then one of Jamie's school friends said, you're in, like, messaged him on social media and said, you're in Stacey Solomon's book. So at that point, I was like, pardon, <laughs> what, what? <laughs> um, but then Stacey flipped through her her new book when she got received it herself and put it on her story. And ours was on one of the pages. It was just said Benji's shop and it was our Instagram handle. And what she'd done at the back of the book is she'd included like, like a couple dozen, um, other small businesses and it was like homewares or candles or things like homemade sauces and so straight away obviously we bought it and uh, now it takes pride of place in our stock room (laughs) yeah we couldn't believe it we were absolutely blown away i'm not surprised Mm. i I think that was just one thing that a lot of your supporters your family your friends were like this is fantastic i mean we know that stacy solomon's always been a huge supporter of shop small you know she always tries to shop small and you ended up in tap to tidy <laughs> my gosh moment for us such a, like we kind of really yeah. felt oh we may be doing something yeah. something good here it kind of it not not arrived but it kind of like valid it was a bit of validation that we was yeah like jamie said we was doing something right and it we were in print and it was we were there and if someone buys that oh, book, yes. whoever buys that book and flicks through it we're there right well, there it now does also mean that we can never ever rebrand because <laughs> <laughs> you're always Benji's no, shop no. <laughs> <laughs> now speaking of the brand what does the brand mean to both of you where do you see this brand in five years what's the vision this is a conversation that we we must have once a week yeah. because we, we we're always kind of thinking to the next hurdle and, and, and what's around the corner but it's well we're just I mean, it was, it was, like I said before, it wasn't even what it is now before. It was just a shop. And we just wanted to sell things that we liked to people that we knew and just, you know, do that. But then it's developed into supporting small businesses. 
Um, we were really wanting to do the idea of maybe like a pop-up shop or an artisan market, um, maybe like a, a gift box where we stock maybe a candle from Scotland, this from somewhere else, this from somewhere, and then we're just a one-stop shop kind of thing. So we do want to just really carry on developing and sh- supporting other small businesses because it is really enjoyable. It's good fun having to talk to these people and learn their story. It's not just Ben and Jamie who've lost their jobs and started Benji's. It's Isabel who lost her job and she wanted to start Pearl Cosmetics. It's it's all these other things where we've got to know these people and just keep growing yeah. the way that we're growing. And I think kind of why I why I look so positively to the future is because it's it's been such an authentic process for us mm. and it's been so authentic in terms of that mm. uh, touching on what Ben said yes we did start as and we very much still are mm. all business that stocked a few pieces but through kind of reaching out to different people and growing this community it has very naturally turned into a hub to help other people too mm. so that kind of really drives us to to think differently about what may be around the corner because we've got so many different options now mm. And you never realise either that yeah, the kind of kindness of strangers. Um, over Christmas, there was so many people talking about like shop small, like we've said. But then, um, like publications like The Mank, um, it's based in Manchester. Um, they included us in one of their shop smalls, and completely for free. We didn't have to pay for anything, and it was such great publicity. Um, the whole Daily Mail. We're in good housekeeping. Good housekeeping, um, which is what well, I've grown Ooh. up. I'm, mum's bought it forever so it was like those those small pieces of validation but it was then just kind of the kindness of strangers that you don't expect like yourself Lindsay you've you've asked us to come on this podcast and we couldn't wait because we've never done anything like this before and you know it's, it's exciting because what could it make what could come into our inbox today could be the next step for Benji's you just never know what's coming around the corner and that's kind of what we've been doing for the past year (laughs) what's great is that unfunk yourself is now part of it it is definitely we're kind of learning to everything that comes with small business world and hopefully people that support us now will also take something from this about you know uh, it's it's crazy it's just crazy it's brilliant it's majestic and it's so open-hearted and i just love the journey that you're on i can't I'm so excited. I'm, I'm saying I can't wait to see what happens. I don't want to wish time away, but you know, it's just been a really great growth of culture and community. I, ju- I just love it. So what are you both working on right now? What's what's new, hot, up and coming in the world of Benji's? So we've got a few bits. We'll not say too much because, we, you know, we like to keep you all guessing. <laughs> a little um, teaser. <laughs> but we will have our first physical shop over the summer. Um, it will only be a small one and it will only be for a very short period of time to trial it. Um, we were never able to afford any sort of shop, which is why we was looking at just being online only. But again, we got approached by a small company that have taken over a space over in Altrincham and they've offered it us um, for two weeks for a very, very reasonable price. So you'll be able to come in and see us, probably see mum. Mum will probably be helping out. <laughs> <laughs> and come and actually see the products before you start buying things. 
But apart from that, it's just always finding the next thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think the next milestone for us, so it, it is exciting. Yeah, of course it is. And I just think it's a bit of a, a natural progression. But mm. listeners, keep your eyes on Benji's website, benjishop.com, for news of when this is going to be happening and when you can go and visit them and meet them and see them and maybe touch them, give them a hug and a cuddle <laughs> and all of that. And we're allowed, um, of course. <laughs> Now, talking about exciting things, um, you two are social media savvy kings. I've never known anybody as great at social media as you two. You know, what you can't do with all of this on all channels is nothing short of amazing. But um, tell us more about how TikTok has now proved to be so productive for you. How on earth did you get on TikTok? We, it was all Jamie, to be honest. So I've got a few cousins that um, are like 14, 15, and we had a family party just before the lockdown, um, early March, because we had no idea what was happening. And they were like, oh, come and get in my TikTok. And I'm like, what's TikTok? And I never felt so old. I'm like, I'm 25 and I had no idea what this was. <laughs> and then I'd be watching it because they're hilarious. And it, it, it was only this year, January, February, that Jamie said, I want to start a TikTok for the business. And I'm like, well, you know what? You've done, you've had other silly ideas and it's really worked. And that, he's an absolute king on it now. It's just, again, one of those things where you just think, I'm just going give to it, give it a go. I've got nothing to lose. I don't really know what I'm doing, but I'm just <laughs> going to give it a go. And it, it, it really has been a great tool for us, to be honest. And it, kind of touching on what we said before about realising there's this huge community as soon as we got on TikTok and kind of as soon as we found our feet and established that we were a small business, we were suddenly surrounded by acres and acres of small brands. Mm. And so it, it's great. It's great. It's a really good tool and I can't recommend it enough. It, it oh. takes a little bit of getting used to and you can spend five hours on a video and 100 people see it. And then you can do a silly one that takes you 10 minutes and 20,000 could see it. But the thing with TikTok is their algorithm Amazing. really helps promote small businesses it really helps. It doesn't matter about your following because it just goes onto a page for other people. So it can really help small businesses reach a lot of people. So I honestly can't recommend it enough. Oh, that's fantastic. I mean, for me, what I've just heard, that is absolutely true gold and very entrepreneurial because a lot of entrepreneurs who I listen to um, now who do all these TED Talks because they're mega billionaires and very <laughs> successful, started out exactly the same as you, where they didn't know exactly what they were doing to the letter. There was no handbook that was given to them. They did it anyway because it felt right. They did it anyway because they would learn the lesson on whatever outcome that was presented back to yeah. them. And again, fair play. You know, this has been so productive and, and so positive in people going, oh my God, the brand is amazing, you know, and it's bringing the audience in and bringing you more consumers. So yeah, it's all about the TikTok, isn't it? How well, amazing. It, it is the moment. It really is the moment. But then next month, it could be something else and we'll have to adapt again. And But you've just got to give it a go because the, if you don't try it, it you, don't, you never know. And although it's a little bit of a cliche, it really is just give give it a go. And I'm sure you so, can relate, Lindsay, with, with the, the, the journey that you're on now. So, like, you know, here you are recording a podcast. Did you think you'd be doing this five years ago? Perhaps not. No, did I? Heck is like, you know, I was... <laughs> 
I'm quite used to chit chattering. You know, people know me as this chatty person, but I never, again, it was because of furlough. Furlough gives you the opportunity to think differently outside the box. And like you said earlier, Ben, it's when it becomes the necessity because it's something that you really want to do and, and produce. So, Oh, yeah. Awesome. Oh, gosh, I could sit here and talk all day to you. All these little gold gems. Um, What advice would you give to somebody who's very much at the start of their journey thinking, do I, don't I? Um, I haven't got much money. Do I risk it? Don't I? What would you say to that person? So we've gone and done this and we've had a few friends that have also started small businesses you know um like baking or creating candles and all this kind of thing and trust the process because if it doesn't blow up in one day it doesn't matter or one week or one month because all it takes is that one retweet from someone or that one sale from someone there's so many things that can play a role into it that could send your business global like in an instant especially with the power of social media. So I really would just trust the process, believe in your products. And if it's not going well, just chat to us and we'll stock you. <laughs> but I also, <laughs> I also think as well, something that, that I found to be quite important, not just from us, but from other businesses that we follow. If you're going to make a go of it, be as authentic mm. as you can. Be be as... Because mm. I, yeah. I think, I think what, when you talk about a small business people view it as kind of this this corporate professional world and it's just not like that Mm -hmm. the more that you can pack your personality and the more that you can center it around who is behind the screen the better because we have very much Mm -hmm. learned that you know whilst people might be buying a a beautiful product they're buying into a brand and Mm -hmm. it 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 really has to come about who's behind the screen so if you're going to do it go for it but just put yourself out there with whatever it is you're doing because that's what people want to see and that's something I've struggled a little bit myself in the fact that because you put everything into it, if it goes wrong, and it could just be the thing of picking up the wrong mug and sending it, and someone's a little bit stressed and you've got a bit, a bit of an arse email about, I've bought this and it's wrong and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, I, I am really sorry. I really do want you to buy these products. And I do apologize that I've made this mistake because it's not like there's a big team here. We pack the orders, we choose the products, we post them, we put the labels, we build the boxes, we do all of it. So when anything goes wrong, I personally take it quite to heart because this this is us and when something goes a bit wrong it's not like it, you can go talk to the HR team or pass it on to a manager it's just one of us two and yeah. over Christmas because we were a little bit overwhelmed and um, you know you get tired and um, that sort of thing so when anything went wrong and even if it was a small mistake I did take it quite personally so although you've got your heart on your sleeve keep that keep that lip up and you know you are doing a good job sound advice there Thank you so much for that. Now, for a question for each of you, if you could revisit your 16-year-old self and say to them something that could help you, um, what would you say to them? Um, I would very much say to 16-year-old me, I'd keep it very short and very sweet because 16-year-olds don't tend to listen to too much. So <laughs> Brilliant. What I would say is, it's going to be okay. Mm. It's going to be okay. And a, f- a few years back, probably maybe four or five years back, I was um, I was watching a film, and it's a, a great film. You probably know it. It's called Goodwill Hunting. And oh, yeah. in the film, there is a quote, and um, it's not verbatim here, but it says something along, along the lines of, "The sun will always come up." Mm. So you know, 
no matter how how stressed and how difficult things might be, the sun will always come up, and it it's is going to be okay at some point or another. And that's what I would say. To 16. Amazing, Jamie. Um, what about you, Ben? I think so. There was a book that I read called um, "Get Your Shit Together" by Sarah Knight, and it was just—I don't know if you know it—but it was just um, a book that I was reading, and it was. I read it through university and there was a quote that she said that the big life changes are made in small manageable chunks and I think if I was talking to 16 year old me I'd say what I said before and just trust the process just you know keep going your family are really supportive you're going to meet a great guy and then you're going to settle down with a different one you know it's just trust the process and just trust your journey and it's not always going to be easy but you'll, you'll get there and by no means are we there but you know we've got our little business and we've got our little dog and we've got each other and it really has it is all starting to come together and it, you will be happy so I think just awesome. trust your process awesome trust your process now we always recommend books or podcasts or social media accounts to our listeners you know things that you love and enjoy things that you could recommend would you recommend any books or podcasts or um social media accounts um yes so a social media account that when i first kind of thought about it, it came to my head straight away it's an account called humber underscore cbt and it's a great little account run by a cbt therapist in yorkshire and she um what what makes it so great is the fact that it's not just a load of random statistics thrown at you there are stories behind yeah. it and it makes it very personable so it allows yeah. you to kind of not so much identify with what you're reading but just kind of it feels a bit more human and it feels a bit more real so if you want something like that and if you awesome. want to kind of just take a different look at what's going on around you visit humber underscore cbt on instagram and that's h-u-m-b-e-r correct mm-hmm. yeah underscore yeah okay cool what about you ben do you have anything that you'd like to recommend so there's that get your shit together by sarah knight which i thought was a great one um i'm not really much of a um, a podcaster myself but then another book that i did read was by mark manson and it's the subtle art of not giving a -A (laughs) f-u-c-k there was a quote from that that he said who you are is defined by what you're willing to struggle for and I think for the first time uh, not long ago we were we, where we were in Manchester and someone said um to Jamie are you Jamie from Benji's and he come out in all the fluster and was like someone's just recognized me and I can't believe it and <laughs> I <laughs> so yeah this is what we've struggled for and it's it's getting there so I think you know, you've got to struggle before you can start to enjoy it. So that's something that I definitely recommend is that book. Thank you so much for that. And this time next year, you'll be living lives like Beyonce, I tell you. Um, Boys, thank you so, so much. I feel so honoured that we've managed to spend this time together. You know, time is precious. So I really value your time. Thank you. I hope you've enjoyed the experience. We love it. Podcast. Thank you for having us. It's very cathartic. Very, very nice. Might have to become a weekly occurrence. <laughs> <laughs> I think it should be. Um, and I hope that you, our lovely listeners, have gotten so much valuable insights from both Ben and Jamie. And I know that everyone collectively will wish you very, very well on your journey of success with Benji's Shop. Don't forget, listeners, you can find Benji's Shop online at benjishop.com. You can find them on Instagram. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and of course, 
TikTok. <laughs> now, as always, until next time, be kind to yourself and those around you, and we will see you soon. Bye.